0: Hey guys, and welcome to episode two of A Colored Perspective. If this is your first time listening, and you haven't listened to the trailer or the first episode, then this podcast is about history that doesn't have as much recognition as it should. This episode is going to be about a thriving village made by African-Americans that was soon destroyed. Welcome to the episode of Seneca Village. Seneca Village was made in 1825 when Elizabeth and John Whitehead subdivided their land and sold 200 lots. One of the first people to buy land was a shoeshiner by the name of Andrew Williams, who bought 3 lots for $125. Epiphany Davids, who was a store clerk, bought 12 lots for $578. I did some research, and in 1825, $18 a month was considered a high paycheck. More and more black people started buying lots around each other so that they felt more comfortable. By 1855, they had about 225 people living there. The village contained homes, barns, stables, churches, and even schools. So obviously by all this, Seneca Village was not your average village. Living in the village gave them benefits to live away from the busier side of downtown Manhattan and escape racism. And by 1821, black men who owned at least $250 in land had the right to vote. Ten men in the village were eligible out of the hundred in New York. Most kids who lived in the village attended school. And back in the day, it wasn't normal the black kids went to school since they were underclass. Seneca Village had two churches. One of them was an all-black church, which was the A.M.E. Zeon Church, and a racially mixed church that was called All Angels. One of the churches actually had a school for black children. Compared to other African Americans who lived in New York, the people who lived in the village were more stable, having them who lived there owned their own homes and buildings. During this time, skates were still running away and escaping their slave owners, was actually one of the stops on the Underground Railroad. The village's basements served as hiding spots for the people looking to escape slavery. A few decades later, New York's population grew rapidly in Lower Manhattan, and the elite were scared that the city was going to be overpopulated. Just like Europe In their landmarks, the city elite wanted to make a park that gave life to the city. This park name was Central Park. On July 21st, 1853, New York wanted to set aside 750 acres to make Central Park, which was America's first major landscape. In order to start the project, newspapers start to ask the question, who actually lived in the village? Newspapers then start to lie saying that they checked the village and that all they found were broken homes, shacks, a mess everywhere, animals everywhere and they couldn't find anybody who lived there. Basically, what the newspaper did was they lied and said that that village was a no-man's land. In 2011, a group of archaeologists dug up evidence where the Seneca village was. They found out that the Seneca village was actually wealthier than people assumed. And they also found documents that white people were part of the village too. On church documents, they found the white and black families attended baptisms, intermarried, and even buried next to each other. At this point, the village was full of all ethnicities, and everyone got along. Hey guys, before this episode ends, I just wanted to talk about how Seneca Village was just first black people buying land This soon turned into a community of all ethnicities and this helped me in some kind of way because this year has been crazy it's there's a lot of police brutality a lot of a lot of socials happened and to hear this that the people worked as a team you know people like there was a village a thriving black village african-american village that was first, you know, lots, and then, you know, they, they helped runaway slaves hide in their basement and then just start a new life. You know, they started building schools for kids, and, you know, people went to church. And how, how people, how white people in general came to this town to live. They got married with each other, you know, um, interracial couples and all this stuff. And it's shocking that how back then this all happened because I honestly did not expect it to and it really I don't know I guess I felt it made me feel happy as though there were people who saw a person and what others you know so yeah Anyways, that's it. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I have. This took three days to to do the research with, which is crazy because honestly I've been lazy and I had a lot of schoolwork and then it took half a day to record. And the fact that it's almost that's basically six minutes is kinda of disappointing, but you know, it is what it is. I hope you guys learned something from this and you guys acknowledge how how there was a little good out of that guess you know anyways yeah and if you guys have not already and if you guys enjoyed this episode please follow to keep up with the podcast and if you do not if you're like well I don't really like it then you should still follow to make me happier yeah um and then also if you guys could share this with somebody um it could be your brother your mother your sister your or your cousin you know whoever it is just do, you know what I'm saying? You can share with a friend, but if you don't have a friend, then again, you know, share with your neighbor. Anyways, I hope everybody is having a wonderful day today or night, wherever you guys are. Stay positive and stay safe. And yeah, bye all. Hey y'all, so I don't know if y'all noticed, but I looked back on this and there is, a, there is an echo in here. I don't know if y'all hear it, I hope that you guys do not. But I tried to fix it, but I can't, so I have no clue what's going on with it, but yeah um sorry about that and also uh, this took way too long it really did for for seven minutes i'm i'm kind of disappointed in myself but you know what (laughs) it is what it is bye y'all